Did you know that you can lose weight with ease and fun? My name is Leandra McMullen. I'm a Christian certified life and weight coach. If you want to apply God's promises to your life, live victoriously in your health, and stop overeating for good, you are in the right place. Let's go. Hey, 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 my friends. Happy Monday. I'm so excited to be here with you today. And I'm especially excited to talk about the number one secret to staying on plan. We're going to talk about why it is that we get excited to have a plan. Why is it that we even set a weight loss goal? I mean, I know for myself, I'll think, oh, I can't wait to get up tomorrow and do some exercising. It's like, I love the idea of the plan. I love the idea that I'm going to feel really good tomorrow, that I'm going to follow through with what I want to do, that I'm going to eat what I plan, that I'm going to make healthy choices. I go to bed feeling really excited about that possibility, only to have the alarm go off the next morning and not follow through. Why is it that we get excited to plan healthy meals, to get excited to live a healthy lifestyle? We get excited to start exercising and then in the moment we dread it. Where does that excitement go? Why is it that we get excited? That's going to be the first thing we're going to talk about. And then we're going to talk about why don't we follow through? What is actually happening in the moment when we are dreading what we were so excited about when we were planning our day? And then I'm going to give you a specific secret, a specific thing, a practical action you can take to stay on plan, right? That's our agenda today. Why do we get excited about our plan? Why don't we follow through in the moment and what to do to stay on plan and be excited and actually lose the weight, get the results we want? So let's dig in. Why do we get excited? Well, it's really important that we understand what's going on in our brain when we decide that we're going to set a weight loss goal for ourselves, when we decide we're going to start exercising, when we decide we're going to eat healthier, what's happening is our prefrontal cortex, the part of our brain that's in the very front that sits right in our forehead, that is the part of the brain that is working when we plan a goal, when we plan a plan to follow through on. Our highest version of ourself is our prefrontal cortex. It knows exactly what we need. It knows what we want. It is the best version of us. 
And God created our brains so beautifully as human beings, we are the only species that can plan ahead. We are the only species that can think about what we're thinking about. We're the only species that can look to the future and decide what it is we want for ourselves. So when we are using our prefrontal cortex, when we're planning, when we're setting goals, we're using the highest version of ourselves, and we get excited about that. We get excited about that because that part of us knows what we want. And a lot of times I'll talk to clients who come to our sessions and they'll say, I told myself I wasn't going to eat the ice cream. And then in the moment, I talk myself out of it. And I don't know why I do that. And what is so important to know is that when we tell ourselves, I'm not going to eat the ice cream, we really deep down, we don't want to eat the ice cream because we know that the weight loss goal, that losing the weight, that feeling our best is what we truly, truly want. Okay. So know that you are using the highest version of yourself when you decide that you're going to lose the weight and eat healthier and start exercising. Now, that is the part of the brain we want to keep in charge all day long. Now, let's talk about what's happening when we don't follow through in the moment. So, God created us beautifully, like I said before, with this prefrontal cortex and the ability to plan ahead. Now, we also have an emotional brain. It's the lower brain that sits towards the back of our head. It's the back part of our brain. And we were given this emotional brain to survive, right? God is good. He knows what we need. He knows that we need an emotional brain to tell us when we're in danger, And that's what the emotional brain is. The emotional brain's job is to keep us alive, to keep us breathing. Its goal is to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy, right? When we are feeling good, right? When we're seeking pleasure, when we're having fun, when we're super comfortable, the emotional brain knows we're going to stay alive. We're comfortable. The emotional brain tries at all costs to avoid pain because if we're experiencing pain or fear, that means we're in danger. And when we're in danger, the emotional brain thinks we might not survive. Now, the emotional brain also wants to conserve energy, which means it wants to do what's easiest in the moment, right? If we're uncomfortable, 
that takes more energy. Our brain has to think a little bit harder. We have to stay conscious to stay alive versus if we are conserving energy and we're not working that hard and we're comfortable and everything's perfect, the brain likes that. The emotional brain wants to stay in that place because it knows that we are not going to die. And the reason God created our brain this way is for back in the day when our ancestors lived on the land and they didn't have shelter, the emotional brain had to be aware, right, when physical danger was going to happen. If a wild animal was going to come out of the woods and start charging at them, the emotional brain's job was to tell the human being to go run, run back in the cave, go save yourself, don't stay in danger. Now, our brains have not evolved like our shelter has, right? We don't live out in nature anymore. We have homes, we have shelter. We don't need to always be on guard for wild animals and physical danger. But the brain doesn't know that. The brain just knows if I'm uncomfortable, if I'm not conserving energy, right? If I'm feeling any kind of pain, it means a wild animal is running after me and I need to go get comfortable. I need to go run back in the cave. And so if I were to use that example in like in today's society with weight loss, if we see Oreo cookies sitting on the table and we want them and we don't eat them, we don't give in to that desire and we're uncomfortable, the brain literally sees that as a wild animal chasing you. It thinks if we don't eat those Oreos, we we might die, right? And that's why our urges can be so strong in the moment because our emotional brain takes over. Our emotional brain wants to seek that pleasure, wants to avoid not giving into an urge. It wants to conserve energy. If we're always sitting with urges and being uncomfortable, right? It takes more effort. And the emotional brain doesn't like it. And it doesn't know the difference between a lion chasing you and leaving the Oreos alone, literally, right? So it will do anything in the moment to talk you out of being uncomfortable, So we have these two parts of our brain that are always in conflict, right? We have that prefrontal cortex that knows what's best. That's the highest version of us that wants to be healthy, that wants to feel good. And we get excited about the possibility of that. But then in the moment, our emotional brain says, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, this is too uncomfortable, We have to just go eat the junk food anyways, or we have to sleep through the alarm and not go for that walk or go do that workout. That takes too much energy. We might not survive. And so that's what is happening. 
is our two brains are in conflict with each other. And it's so powerful to know that that's happening in the moment. So when you go to bed on Sunday night thinking, oh, tomorrow is the day, I'm going to start walking and I'm going to make healthy choices and I'm going to follow through, know that that is the best version of you. That's your prefrontal cortex talking. And then remind yourself, let's keep her in charge Monday morning when the alarm goes off, right? And then when the alarm goes off at 5 a.m. to go take a walk, then our emotional brain kicks in and talks us out of it because it wants to be comfortable. It wants to survive. It wants to conserve energy. Okay, so what do we do in that moment? How do we keep the best version, the highest version, that prefrontal cortex in charge? What do we do? This is where we need to be aware of what's happening. And I know this sounds so simple, and it is so simple, but we forget that we need to slow down and be conscious of what we're thinking. Remember that everything we do, every action we take comes from a feeling we're having. We always have a feeling first and then we act. And so when we slow down and we realize, okay, I'm having thoughts that are talking me out of being uncomfortable. I'm just having thoughts in my mind. My brain is talking me out. My brain is offering me all these excuses to stay comfortable in the moment. And what we want to do is we just want to notice it. The alarm goes off at 5 a.m. Monday morning and we want to say, Oh, yeah, there's my emotional brain telling me I should sleep in, telling me that this one day it won't matter. Oh, I can start tomorrow. And all we have to do is notice it. Say, oh, look at my emotional brain trying to keep me comfortable. And then we want to talk back. We always want to have an answer for our brain. When our brain thinks we're in danger, right, when it thinks that we're going for a walk at 5 a.m. is going to literally kill us, we can talk back to it. We can tell our brain, hey, thanks for watching out for me, but we're going to go for a walk because that's what we planned and we're going to be fine. We just need to remind it. We just need to remind it with the highest version of ourself that we're going to be fine. That if we get up and go for that walk or if we choose that apple over the pizza, that we're not going to die. And I always like to thank it because it really has the best intentions, right? Like it, it really just wants to keep you alive. So I always say, thank you, brain. Thank you for that. It's noted but we're going to go ahead and do with what we planned, even if we dread it, because we're going to be fine. It's not a problem. You can simmer down now. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things to tell my brain. You can simmer down. It's all going to be fine. So the next time you create a plan for yourself, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know the four steps to stop overeating 
is to plan your meals ahead of time, to follow through and eat only that of what you planned, to allow your urges and then repeat. That Those are the four steps to stop overeating. And when you just remind your brain that it's okay for us to want to eat and not eat, it's okay for us to want to not exercise, but exercise anyway, we gain authority, right, over all of those urges to quit on ourselves, And we allow those urges to be there. And we just remind our brain that it's okay, that we're not going to die, that to be a little uncomfortable is not a problem. Just notice it and then talk back to your brain. Have an answer. A lot of times I like to actually sit down and plan how I'm going to talk to my brain. So if you have a specific thing that you are planning for yourself and you're finding yourself not following through on that particular thing, sit down, do a thought download, write down what is that thing that you want to do that you're not doing. Write that on the top of the piece of paper and then write down every thought about that thing on a piece of paper. What are the thoughts that your brain is offering you that's trying to talk you out of doing it in the moment? And then come up, come up with one sentence to say to your brain. I do this with a lot of my clients. I say, okay, we know that tomorrow at lunch, you're not going to want to eat what you planned. How are we going to answer our brain in the moment? And we come up with one thing that we can say to our brain to just remind it that we're okay and we keep the prefrontal cortex in charge. All right, let's look at Proverbs 21 verse 5. I love this verse. It says, the thoughts of the steadily diligent tend to plenteousness. The thoughts of the steadily diligent tend only to plenteousness. But everyone who is impatient and hasty hastens only to want. This is so powerful to know when we're going through this weight loss journey, that when we are diligent and when we are willing to have self-control and self-discipline, that we will lead, we will achieve the result that we want. When we don't give in in the moment, we end up getting the long-term result we want. But when we get impatient and hasty and we talk ourselves out of being uncomfortable, then we only live in want. We don't get the long-term result. So my friends, you are strong. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You can override that emotional brain and live with some uncomfortableness to get the overall result you want. All right, my friends, thanks so much for listening to the Christian Weight Loss Podcast. And if you want to 10x everything you've learned, book a consult with me. My consults are 
30 minutes and we will figure out where you are and where you want to be and we will create a bridge for you to get there. The link to book a consult is in the show notes. And until next week, my friends, let's go live our life in grace, unlimited self-love and victorious in Jesus.